They actually seem to believe that we don't know what they're doing and what their game plan is, but we do. And we're pissed because it's been our work, it's been our treasure, our blood that's done everything positive America has ever done. It's been its citizens. It hasn't been a bunch of elitist thugs who are parasites on the very system they seek to destroy. They call us deplorables, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists, even as they allow deadly drugs and countless numbers of people wanting to destroy us across our borders, even as they push vaccines that kill our children and imprison real American patriots and commit treason many times over. While we Americans are unlike any people tyrants have faced before, we know our rights, we demand our freedom and liberty, and we demand the servants of the people learn their place. Patriots, happy Monday. This is episode 193 of the Patriot Review. I hope you have some coffee in front of you or close. So, tyranny, fascism, whatever you want to call it, we are definitely within the grips of it. And one of the one of the ways that we know this is we're watching the corporations and the government work together to destroy our nation and not only our nation but western civilization as a whole. But there are some alternatives, and I just want to remind you today that you can go to Shop for Freedom, the number four, shopforfreedom.online, and you can do your part to stop funding this aggressive attack on Western civilization and stop supporting these corporations that, uh, that go woke and, and worse, really contribute to the deaths of their employees by jab mandates and everything else. We're going to talk about the jab today with special guest Ed Dowd, who I sat down with a few days ago and uh, had a great conversation with. He's a great man. He's doing work, uh, God's work, to uh, let Americans know what's really going on and let the world know what's really going on for that matter. But again, Shop for Freedom, you can stop sending money to those corporations that you see on your screen right here. Uh, you can... Uh, be rest, you can rest assured that uh, these products are made in the United States. This is a family-owned business. So check that out, shopforfreedom.online. Also, if you want to support the Patriot Review, greatly appreciate it if you do. If you like the content, you can support us by going to mypillow.com slash TPR, mypillow or my store for that matter, .com slash tpr or you can just use the code tpr when you're in the the, the regular website you can save not only up to 66 percent but actually up to 80 percent as you see here of the overstock sale so check that out if you will please and your report your support is greatly appreciated let's get to some news here All right. Trump announces the time has come. Recent polling data reveals current President Joe Biden is experiencing a deficit 
in support compared to former President Donald Trump in five crucial battleground states. This development has raised concerns and confusion among Democrat senators. I don't know why they'd be confused, but evidently they are as it presents a significant political obstacle for the party's Senate candidates vying for positions in those states. The Democratic Party expresses apprehension regarding the relatively low polling figures of President Biden and the implications this may have on his viability as a candidate in the upcoming 2024 election. However, they assert that barring any significant alterations in the prevailing circumstances, Biden will remain the chosen choice of the party. How many of you believe that? I don't, I don't, I don't believe that he will be. I believe that they're going to just wait and timing is everything. And they're going to, they're going to have another false flag event as they roll out another candidate. In my mind, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Nevertheless, it's acknowledged by critics that a significant number of voters express apprehension regarding Biden's advanced age of 80 years. I hear immense praise for what he has done and how well he is doing on foreign policy <laughs> and extremism at home. Extremism. And this is a comment by Senator Blumenthal, who, <laughs> well, we won't get into that. But um, so, yeah, high praise. Where are you hearing this? Where are you hearing this? Among the maybe communist Marxist uh, fascist element of the left wing? That's the only place you'd be hearing that this complete this this worst president in history the resident in the in the white house uh you'd never hear that he's doing well because he's not doing well he's destroying individual freedom and liberty of all of us and he's shredding the constitution on a daily basis so yeah blumenthal is typically delusional Senate Democrats argue that in order to engage and mobilize young voters, President Biden should cultivate a more robust and progressively oriented political platform. This guy couldn't do robust uh, <laughs> by any means ever. There's no hope for seeing that. And uh, then he goes on and he says, um, uh, I think the president needs to have a more forceful message. And there are issues in our democracy like, Creeping dark money, corruption, and in our environment, like increasingly chaotic climate problems we're having. Really? Where? Where? We just had this, we just addressed this as well. If you want to go back a couple episodes, you'll see uh, an episode on uh, the climate change hoax and everything that it is. Uh, so, you know, here it is. It, all this is laying the groundwork for um, another set of drastic and unacceptable uh nonsense from this leftist fascist party and I, I believe we're going to see that soon um so we have the we have the border issue as well we have the fentanyl issue because of the border issue we have so many issues going on it's kind of mind-boggling all right so now the left is also saying hey you know trump's gonna he's gonna get in. if he gets in he's gonna you know it's gonna be terrible he's gonna he's gonna exact revenge and He's going to take it out on people who are only doing the right thing because Trump's this and Trump's that. No, my friends. No, my leftist fascists. Uh, President Trump is going to do what he should do, which is bring justice to you people for everything that you've done. For J6, the fake event that was that you staged, for the attacks, relentless attacks on him, the waste of taxpayer dollars when you know that he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, he is going to exact justice, not revenge. 
and we should all support President Trump in that in that effort. And it's going to take it's going to take something the likes of which we have never seen in this country. It is going to take eliminating government agencies and restructuring them, getting rid of the three-letter alphabet soup, jackbooted thug agencies, and booting those people out and arresting and prosecuting some of them. Uh, treason charges brought against uh, people like Fauci and, matter of fact, Joe Biden, who gave aid and comfort to our enemy with $85 billion of free military equipment and hardware that um, I can't prove, but I would suspect that some of those some of those uh, weapons were used against Israel in the unprecedented attack that they have undergone. And, you know, this is, uh, this is just a complete joke because, you know, they will use this as propaganda and we all are still going to scream for it. We're still going to demand it. We demand justice and we demand that um, that happen as soon as Trump's in office. And the Democrats can help themselves by stopping the nonsense, by stopping the fascism, by, by enforcing an equal justice system and not a two-tiered justice system. Because they seem to have forgotten, and this has been a long time, both sides of the aisle have, have forgotten, and this is why it's in my introduction. They've forgotten who they serve. They've forgotten that they serve you and I, we the people, and they have forgotten what they're supposed to be doing and focused instead on increasing their power and now going to a global power base and trying to get you know global one world government which you can see for yourself if you read the world economic forum documents and all the trash that's coming out of there uh, you can also look at the world health organization and biden giving up our our sovereignty for for emergency uh, health emergency uh, health responses um, so in doing so, they then push this climate narrative and they're going to push this and they already started. I've seen articles on it, pushing this for, uh, another shutdown based on climate. And of course, any shutdown based on climate would have no ending date in sight. And the American people are not going to tolerate that whatsoever. So <laughs> that all remains to be seen. So then there's this story, NIH opening Wuhan-like bat facility in America to study world's most tra uh, transmissible pathogens. A proposed research lab in Colorado would bring together bats and deadly diseases in the name of research, according to a new report. Um, haven't we seen this before? Isn't this a problem? Doesn't this jog any memories that you may have about certain diseases and all the colossal reactions to to a disease a virus that um, was created in a lab and purposely released so what is this this is uh, let's move ground zero from china to the united states that's what this is so um just sheer nonsense it's always sheer nonsense uh People say, uh, gee, you know, it's all bad news. Why do we watch these shows? They're all full of bad news. Well, we try to focus on something positive. Uh, but the problem is this stuff has to be, this stuff has to be shared. This stuff has to be pushed out there. 
in order to motivate people to do something about it. And of course, I'm not talking about violence. We've got to say that. But, um, you know, the, we as Americans either need to stand up and defend our freedoms or we are apt to lose them. And that is the absolute truth. Uh, I will be back right after this with my interview with Ed Dowd. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we Jessica and I had to spend a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was it was just a horrific. Um, sight to come upon was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our, our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone and as soon as we did that the color of grace changed and um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. All right, we are back. If you want to get your hands on some Kingdom Fuel, you can do so at Sherwood, sherwood.tv slash TPR, sherwood.tv slash TPR. 
Also, if you haven't seen Breaking the Oath yet, please go ahead and do that. It is free. You can go to my website, pictured here. Uh, scroll on down. You'll see my most recent episodes on there. And then right under that, you'll see important documentaries. Breaking the Oath is right there for you, along with several others. One of them that I'd like to recommend that is um, in relation to today's topic with Ed Dowd is This Died Suddenly. Excellent documentary. You can check that out as well. All right, we are going to go to my interview with Ed, and then I'll be back after that for some closing thoughts. I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Edward Dowd, who is the author of Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 2020, or 2021-22. Ed, uh, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you on. Thanks for having me on. Good to be here. You betcha. This is one of those topics that uh, divides families around the Thanksgiving table, right? And people talk about uh, the the jab, and um, so people are proponents of it. But more and more evidence is mounting that um, you know this this jab has been very dangerous for people. And your book focuses on a lot of the uh, the stats that really aren't shared that you know, in the, in the mainstream media at all, because it doesn't fit their narrative. So what, uh, what led you to do this project to begin with? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a wall street guy and I follow trends and trend analysis. And early on, uh, I, I know a couple of things about vaccines from my wall street days. I, you know, I, we analyze healthcare stocks and I, I knew that, uh, Moderna, which was going to be one of the vaccine companies had never had a product on the market. They had done a lot of work with mRNA technology and all the animal trials failed. So I said to myself, well, why would it work in humans? And uh, so I was suspicious uh, of the new novel technology, number one. Number two, I knew that it took seven to 10 years for normal vaccines to be tested safety-wise before they were put into someone's arms. And this seemed like a very absurd short of time. And then Operation Warp Speed, you know, that's just rife with potential manufacturing and uh, logistical errors, and that turned out to be the case as well. So I was very suspicious. And then when the vaccine was introduced, I was hearing anecdotes all over the place of injuries and, you know, so-and-so's uncle died mysteriously on the mainland. I live on Maui. And uh, what oh, I know boy. from... That's a whole topic in itself. Yeah. What I know, what I know from uh, statistics is if a vaccine is safe, the severe adverse events, including death, should be super rare that I don't hear of uh, one. And forget hearing of one, I was hearing multiple. So I, I, I knew something was up, but I didn't have the data. Unfortunately, I had to wait for the data to show up and that took time and it started showing up in 2021 in insurance company results and funeral home results. Funeral home stocks took off, insurance companies started reporting losses in a in what's called group life insurance business, it's it's an un, it's an uh, it's not underwritten. It's given for free without a doctor's checkup to employees of Fortune 500 companies and mid-sized companies, and they saw 40% excess deaths in 2021. So the book came out in December of 2021 or 2022, um, and you know since then we've done a, a ton of research, and the story keeps getting worse, and the numbers keep accumulating. So at this point. Yes, we have excess deaths in especially working age folks. We have disabilities on the rise. We have chronic uh, absences and work time loss. These are all in government databases. This is not, you know, me, you know, me pulling this out of my uh, proverbial ass. 
the team that I'm working with, I have partners, you know, the, the, our firm Finance Technologies is doing this research. You can find all our research at that website spelled with a PH instead of an F, financetechnologies.com. And so I got two PhD physicists uh, that are partners. I got another PhD physicist on the team. We got a microbiologist PhD and an insurance uh, executive doing all the research. And so this is not couple dudes on the internet with spreadsheets. This is, you know, high quality academic research. And all we're doing is counting the the, the dead, the excess deaths, the increased mm -hmm. disabilities. And the story is uh, the same in different nations. There's some slight variabilities, but excess deaths, especially amongst young people, have been on the rise starting in 2021, not 2020. So, you know, did COVID affect everybody? Sure did, but the, the young especially started to die more excessively in 21, 22, and 23. So the virus didn't mutate suddenly to only affect young working age uh, people at Fortune 500 companies. So that's that. That's the journey. And, uh, uh, you know, we're not doctors. We don't pretend to be. But doctors are, you know, busy trying. They're seeing it in their practices, and they're busy trying to figure out the mechanisms. You know, is it is it the vaccine? Is it covid it, it's it's coming down on the on the side of the vaccine causing this. Well, there's all kinds of things that are happening, and, and I produced a documentary called Breaking the Oath. It's about the COVID protocols that were used, and the use of remdesivir, and the use of ventilators, and and the number of people that died because of that, and the refusal to allow the right to try to use 65 year old established medications like ivermectin that they say was a horse tranquilizer. And, and yes, there's a horse tranquilizer. It's a completely different version. Uh, but my point is that even two guys on the internet with a spreadsheet have common sense. And they yeah. look at these things yeah. and they say, uh, something's not right here. And, you know, they look at the number of flu deaths that they showed, right? All of a sudden the flu deaths go down to zero and these COVID deaths are, you know, astronomical. And people are scratching their heads saying, well, gee, uh, there's no flu this year. Uh, <laughs> what happened to the flu? Right? Look, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Look, you're right. Like, you didn't even need to do the work we did to intuitively know that this was nonsense. But we, we're, we're academically proving it out. And right. you're right. In 20, so in 2020, there were 500,000 excess deaths in the U.S. above normal trends. They were mostly old. Then mysteriously in 2021, that flips a mix shift to, to young. And what happened in 2020, so that, you know, there were two pandemics. There was pandemics of prevention of early treatment and then the vaccine pandemic that's that's going on. The the early treatment prevention was all driven by, and you don't need to be in the conspiracy tinfoil hat stuff. It's just greed. So you suppress early that's treatment. Right. You suppress early treatment so you can shove through an EUA, emergency youth authorization. And what people need to understand is to get an EUA jammed through, you can't have anything already on the market that can be used to treat the disease because an EUA is, is, is it, it's called emergency for a reason. And, it, it, and mm -hmm. the vaccine, it was intended to create hot vaccines that may kill people, but it's gonna kill less people than the actual disease. Well. Mm -hmm. That that's that's what they did. They suppressed the early treatment to push this vaccine, and and it was all for money and profit and other agendas. You know, digital passports. Uh, you know, yep. Bank, yep. everything. It's all tied together. Yep. And you didn't. In the meantime, you know, you listed off. Yeah, you, you listed off. A rocket scientist. Right. Yeah, you listed off all the people that helped you come to this conclusion, and, and 
you know, their backgrounds and the experts that they are. Well, there were also plenty of doctors with outstanding backgrounds with, you know, a long history of, of uh, you know, being right about the issues when it comes to uh, medical care. And of course, when those doctors come together and they say they have concerns, well, they're shouted down, they're, they're attacked, they're, you know, um, and the same thing happens, I'm sure, the same thing happens with you when you have a topic that is going against what the narrative is supposed to be. And when you start, when you start uh, looking at the, the tinfoil hat wearers, for example, and they start saying, well, we have an issue here. We have an issue with corporatism. We have an issue with uh, corporations being in bed to such an extent with government that it's affecting the American people and people are dying because of this relationship and so it, it, you've made a great point when you said it's it's about much more than just greed it is greed for sure but it is about pushing an agenda and it is about silencing people and we are paying a price for it don't you think absolutely and you know to to your point the frontline doctors were the early warning canary guys they saw it early right. on and and because they were censored so heavily i'm like a moth to flame i'm a wall street guy we look for information that is counter narrative because there might be something there that I could make in my in my old job. I looked for information that was against the grain because I could make money if it was correct. And sure enough, the frontline doctors have been proven right over time to the point where it, I feel they were right about COVID and the early treatment prevention. Then they were right when they started to sound the alarm on vaccines. They they, they got it right both ways. They they saw yeah. what was going on in 2020. They raised their hands. They were smashed and threatened. They had uh, you know. Uh, medical licenses that, that could be taken away. The good yeah. news for a Wall Street guy is I don't have a license and I can say whatever the hell I want. I just am unpopular. Early on, I was super unpopular with my, my colleagues, but now uh, quietly they're uh, paying attention to what's going on. And if you look at the stocks of Moderna and Pfizer, Wall Street's kind of getting a joke now. Those stocks are starting to break down massively. Pfizer's hitting new 50-week lows. Moderna was a $400 stock at $70 now. So it's it's the 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 worm is turning uh rasmussen poll came out last week saying that uh 24 of the country thinks they know someone who got uh who died from the vaccine that's 24 percent. we're we're getting to the tipping point and it's and mm -hmm. despite the media blackout the uh uh health institutional uh denial or not even bringing the subject sub subject up and the politicians who are in the farmer's pocket it's going to get to the point where enough people raise their hands, start talking about it. The politicians will be the first to break, and they'll throw all these people under the bus. I'm pretty convinced of that. That's what they do. I mean, they don't. They don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, this destabilized our nation, and to me, you know, the there should there should be some pretty serious charges brought against some people who knew better. And you know, Anthony Fauci comes to mind. Number one. Uh, here's a guy who, to your point, the studies that were done on the medication and the um, mRNA vaccines, you know, well, remdesivir is another one of those medications, right? It's another one of those technologies that he he himself oversaw a study in Africa that ended in a 56% death rate. And instead of, you know, promoting the use of safer medications, he promotes this and he, with with full knowing of that. Yeah. And um, so yeah. there's plenty of people that are really literally guilty of what I would call, I'm not going to put these words in your mouth, but what I would call murder because they knew better and they knew that 
this um, this vaccine that they're putting out, and they knew that the the COVID virus itself was something that was treatable, and this vaccine wasn't the answer. Yet they pushed it because they want to develop more vaccines on this in this same method, right? I mean, this is their they want this uh, as a moneymaker out there, and uh, you know the emergency declaration uh, comments that you made. My my career prior to doing this, I was a director of safety and environmental compliance for several corporations, and you know the the whole safety factor just absolutely floored me when I when I looked at this vaccine and thinking about trying this without knowing much about it when there are alternatives that are out there just didn't make sense for me in that in that sense right away and you know and the, the fact that they're still pushing this thing saying it's safe for six month uh six month old babies and, and onward to me is still criminal I mean how do you know how do you how do you respond to this yeah uh, as I agree. An average citizen I agree and look that's a, all the, these investigations are above my pay grade the evidence is there and people ask right. me, why do the institutions not admit what's going on? I go, because there's so many culpable people and the institutions are so deep in it that they're going to pretend this is what criminals do. When, when you're caught, you don't admit you're caught until you're in handcuffs. And right. I saw this with Enron. They lied to investors all the way down to zero, telling investors don't sell our stock. The, the, the allegations against us are false. And then they went bankrupt and they went to jail. They lie mm -hmm. all the way. Um, once you're in this deep, you have to keep lying. You can't, I mean, to admit that we're never going to get the authorities to admit this. This is going to have to come from the public, turning mm -hmm. the politicians, and then it ends. Uh, we get it's to our critical, people are dying. Yeah, we get to a critical mass. Um, you know, what's interesting, your background in safety, you know, I was talking to a safety guy when the masks were being recommended, and you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you know this. There needs to right. be proper training and proper fitting, and if no one, and, and they're useless unless they, they're, you know, they're, they're fitted properly. And, and it, it, first of all, a cloth mask or a normal surgical right. mask was useless. Even if it was N95, if you didn't have proper training, that was useless too. Right. Yeah, right. And, and the masks specifically, I would always point out that, you know, most people were running around with cotton masks and the, the weave of the cotton, the smallest size uh, opening was 80 microns, right? So it's I always likened it to those people who saw Star Wars where the X-Wing fighter goes in and goes, you know, it's flying down this tunnel. It's like, yeah, well, the virus is so small that those masks do absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, if you want to see how much they do, you know, just um, see, start cooking something or chopping onions and wear a mask and see if you can still smell it, right, or, or whatever. It, it's just going to tell you that it's not effective. So... Um, that whole thing was a joke to me, and this, you know, I, I realize what you're saying. You're right. Criminals are never going to admit that they're criminals until they're they're forced to, and the evidence is presented in front of them. But uh, more and more evidence is coming out. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick break here. Then when we come back, I want to talk about your book specifically, and you know what some of the things that you share in your book to the extent that you want to share it, and um, we'll pick it up right after this. Great.
American Patriots. It's me, Wayne Allyn otherwise known as War. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Allyn Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News iPhone and Android apps. Tune in to watch me drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big-name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander-in-chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website, blessed.news, where you can stream all the shows for free or you can sign up for Blessed Plus for even more access to Raw and Unfiltered with me, Wayne Allen Root, the hardest work man in show business. Thank you and God bless America. Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights. I'm Ann Vandersteel, and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang. Doesn't matter if he's behind bars. He's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. All right, we're back with Mr. Ed Dowd. He's the author of Cause Unknown. I'm going to, you won't be able to see this, Ed, but on the screen now is your website, theyliedpeopledied.com. Theyliedpeopledied.com. Folks, you can go check that out. And I have it on screen. If you want to speak to any of it, I can uh, scroll down here as you're going. So what uh, what do people expect when they pick up the book? So the, the book is uh, an anecdotal, it's, it marries anecdotes with hard data and we post uh we just all we do is we get uh um, take uh stories from local internet newspapers reprint them with fair use we don't say anything about individually whether they died of the vaccine or not we're just highlighting that young people were dying either athletes or people in their sleep very young people um and that the frequency of these occurring is higher than what it was. So, you know, there's a study done, we reference the study in our book, QR codes are there for every one of the, these things we talk about that you can go reference yourself. And in the study, the Lusane study out of Switzerland in 2006, they looked at sudden athletic deaths um, uh, from uh, over 38 year period and that they found 1101. Uh, and this is under age 25, dying on the field or on the way to the hospital. That's 29 a year, okay, globally. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that, that, that's a small number. And that it was very rare. So did sudden athletic deaths happen before COVID vaccines? They sure did. Since the advent of the vaccines, my book alone, and I don't capture all of them, has hundreds and hundreds of these examples. The freak, the, the, there'd be a, the, And we're not even tracking all of them. Because it's it's irrelevant due to the metadata that we're now tracking, but we'd be lucky to have a month with just 29 sudden athletic deaths. There, we, we you know we see months with over 100. So the fre right. the frequency of this phenomenon, whether it's the vaccine or not, since 2021 is up 10 to 20 fold. 
Okay, boom. So then we go into the metadata and we show, uh, you know, I talked about the insurance uh, stuff. I, I can also talk about disabilities. We saw something interesting go on with uh, disabilities. This is from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, their data, not ours. And, you know, prior to COVID, it was running around 20, it's bouncing between 29 and 30 million disabled Americans. What I love about this survey, it's a survey and it's real-time data done every month. And it's just, a, you know, you, you, you identify as someone that's disabled that can no longer work or uh, someone in your household that's disabled. That number of self-identification of disabled people started shooting up beginning in February of 2021 and took off. And we saw a three point, uh, almost a four standard deviation rate of change from 21 to 22. And we hit a high in September of 22 of 33.2 million disabled Americans, a 10% increase, super fast. Okay, that's the, the key here is it happens super fast. Mm -hmm. And uh, we drilled down into the numbers and of the new additional 3.2 million people that were disabled, 1.7 were employed. So they'd be, you know, the, the, the employed were becoming disabled, not, not the, uh, the, the employed seemed to be hit harder than the general US population. So we looked at the employment disability rate and that increased 31% between September, uh, February of 21 and November of 22. The disability rate for the general US population increased 8%. And the, gen and the disability rate for those not in labor force only increased 4%. And what is not in labor force? Not in labor force are those who are willing to work, able to work, but not working. Who could those people be? I suspect they were people who were fired for not taking the jab or people mm -hmm. who quit to avoid the jab. So what you need to know about the employed in our country, they're the healthiest amongst us. If you're getting up and going to work, there's about 100 million full-time workers in the U.S. out of 330 million population. If you're getting up and going to, the, to work every day, by definition, you're healthy. But all of a sudden, these people started getting disabled. Uh, so that's a smoking gun right there. So we have disability on the rise. We have excess deaths on the rise in, in the working cohort, the, you know, the... Uh, the uh, insurance population, the, the group life insurance population had excess claims of 40% in 2021. That's on the books, wow. that's their numbers. The general U.S. population had 32% uh, excess uh, mortality. What's interesting about that is, you know, you don't insure an unhealthy group of people uh, that's not, not underwritten. These, the, the, again, these policies are given for free. They're benefits when you sign on to a company, you get one or two extra, your base salary. They're, and it's it, it's it's good business because you know they're just playing math. They did a study in 2016 that proved the group life insurance uh, population is much healthier than the general U.S. population. They die at usually one third the rate of of uh, the whole population in any given year. Well, that flipped in 2021: 40 percent for this group and 32 for the general U.S. population, 32 percent excess. So, what why is that going on, right? So that right. we talked about that in the book. So look, I conclude it's the vaccines. If it's not, what is it? And uh, there seems to be crickets and silence on this issue. Well, that's because you're right. But have you had anybody push back and, and give other potential reasons? Oh, at sure, all? sure. So they, they want to explain. So well, if you break it down by quarterly numbers, specifically for millennials in 2021 in the group life population, you'll see something very interesting. Excess mortality was running around between 25 and 35 percent for uh, the millennials prior to the third quarter of 2021. 
Then suddenly in August, September, and October, it shot up to 84% for 25 to 44-year-olds in one quarter. What do you think happened in the third quarter of 2021? Well, it was called job mandates. So that pulled forward a bunch of vaccine-hesitant millennials employed who then uh, mathematically died excessively. So that was a temporal spike in the excess death. What they tell me, the, the, the pushback is to edit its cancer deaths. Cancer, they missed cancer screening. <laughs> well, I, okay, first of all, for everyone to die in the third quarter from cancer is ridiculous. And first of all, cancer, yeah, right. cancer screening is not a thing for young people. Insurance right. companies, you don't go in for annual cancer screening checkups. It's nonsense. Insurance companies don't pay for cancer screenings that aren't needed. You usually get right. a cancer screening when you're sick and a doctor's trying to figure out what the hell's going on with you. Right. So that, that makes no sense. They said it's drug overdoses, Ed. Well, what do we know about the population at Fortune 500 companies and mid-sized companies? They have jobs. They generally speak, tend to be highly functioning people. And to get a claim, you need to be employed at the time the claim is made if you die. Fentanyl users and heroin users do not stay employed for too long. And they all didn't decide to overdose in one quarter. Then they said it's suicides, Ed. And so that's the most ridiculous. There was a suicide pact we didn't know about in Fortune 500 and mid-sized companies where their employees felt some sort of, uh, you know, hopelessness and decided to off themselves in the third quarter. So it's all garbage. I was I'm a, I was sitting here looking for an article I saw from earlier, either today or yesterday, about the vaccine and what's contained in the vaccine that actually causes cancer. So we know I can't find it right now, but then there's there's my point is there's evidence out there that's saying that the that the increases in cancer, especially among the young, there's a study done of the military, uh, the cancer rates in the military, and that study showed that there was a forty percent increase of cancer. And these are you know obviously kids are young people starting at the age of eighteen, right? So yeah. these are these are people who don't typically get cancer, and their rates went up forty percent. And now there's an article. It was uh, an Epoch Times article talking about, you know, to a, a very detailed level, level and more scientific level of what is in these that could cause cancer, and um, I'll have to link that in the show in the show description and stuff so people can check that out. But uh, I, hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to KirkElliottPhD.com slash The Patriot Review, get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. are available right now. but um, So we have these cancer rates. We have... We have, um, now we have, we're seeing more and more of this uh, turn towards doctors are making these comments about, well, we have to manage care. We only have so many resources and all this stuff that's being being uh, passed around and, and talked about as well. So we're having all kinds of impacts because of the the burdens that was that were placed on the medical um, establishment and, and uh, our ability to, to deliver medical care as well and um we also saw per people in nursing homes right where they were 
you know, put people with COVID were put in with non-COVID populations and we saw some fatalities because of that. So, I mean, the whole thing is an absolute mess and still has consequences today. And because of the dishonesty that's still in existence about this whole thing, we're still paying the price for this today, aren't we? Yeah, so we managed to jab all our first responders, uh, both uh, EMT people, the police, and all the hospital professionals, nurses, and doctors, and staff. So what's going on? Well, we have people getting sick, and that's increasing. We have cancers exploding. We have, uh, you know, sudden deaths. And we have chronic illness because we see that in the uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics and work time lost and, uh, and absences. So you have a hospital system where people are chronically sick. You have a, uh, some of them are dying or becoming disabled. So there's less people to do the job. And that's creating a, a, a supply constraint on medical care. And you're going to start seeing that. The wait times, you know, anecdotally, I'm hearing wait times are up. If you, if you get a radiologist... To look at your MRI used to be done and turn around in 24 hours. Good luck. That's going to take, you know, a week. Um, it's it, everything's slowing down. Everything's being constrained. It's a slow mm-hmm. kind of, I call it a glacial, slow moving Mad Max scenario. We're just, we have a breakdown of everything. And if, you, if you've been flying lately, you're yes, never going to bring that up. If you've been flying lately, you'll notice there's all sorts of lies coming out of the airlines, and I've experienced them personally. I was going to Australia to do a presentation, and uh, they uh, boarded us on the plane and said, oh, we're about to take off. We just have to get some paperwork done. Then they had to de-board us because it wasn't paperwork. It was the fact that they needed a mechanic to fix something on, 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 the, on the, um, the landing gear, but the weight was too high. So they lied, and then we had to wait a couple hours until they finally found a mechanic to come fix something. You have pilots that are calling in sick. You have steward, or you know, dead. Yeah, or dead. You have flight attendants, some of them, you know, having incidences in the air. So what you're seeing is you have a you have you have a labor and United Airlines one day had to actually suspend all flights. They claimed it was a technology problem, uh, but uh, it wasn't. It was a it was a it was a labor problem. And they just yeah, they, and that's the that's the corporatism I was speaking to. It was Mussolini who said fascism should not be called fascism; it should be called corporatism. Because you know, what they're doing is they have the ability now, the freedom to to tell you tell us lies like that because we have no media whatsoever telling the truth on you know, the mainstream, and uh, we have all of these corporations that are you know, special interests and corporations that are in bed with the politicians. <clears throat> so this is this is something that we're going to have to live with until we don't tolerate it anymore. That's just my opinion. Well, you know, the, the corporatism and the marriage between uh, the government, the federal government and, and corporations re- had been going on for decades and decades. And it really took off after the great financial crisis because the government became uh, the only game in town because they after the great financial crisis, the central banks uh, created debt that then the government spent. Uh, that's what printing money is, debt creation. Right. And the, the government is now, you know, um, a, a, a leviathan. So every corporation has to do business with the government. And so uh, it's, it's and, and, and so it has been going on for decades. Then it manifested into this unholy jab. So this evil has been out there for a while. But now the evil marriage between corporate uh, entities and government 
is creating an economy of uh, surveillance, slavery, and compliance. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. And at the same time, you know, I just want to bring up to folks here that there, there are all kinds of other examples. If you just look at one, you know, we fought a war for 20 years after the Twin Towers were taken down. It was a terrible day. I'll never forget it. I know exactly where I was. I know I, I remember living through the, the immediate week after being in shock. I remember uh, taking a $30,000 pay cut so that I could be the bioterrorism project leader in my state. I had five counties I was responsible for, only to see the dysfunction in government and to see, you know, to see that we were not in capable hands. And, um, uh, you know, so then I look at the border and I, 20 years in Afghanistan, I look at the border that's purposely being left open. I look at uh, the fact that we're killing at least 100,000 of our own people and our government is doing that willingly and they're allowing the fentanyl that does kill those that number of people to come across our border unfettered. And so this problem, again, in the media, you know, oh, you don't, that's not a real problem. These people are just, uh, you know, they're just seeking a, a better life and I'm all for that. You know, but uh, we're gonna we're about to have all kinds of problems, whether it's the drug use and the fatalities around that, whether it's child trafficking. We we know that approximately eighty five thousand children have disappeared in this country since the border uh, crisis started. Um, you know, and then we have the the terrorists or those likely to attack America and Americans coming across the border and whatever number that is. You know, so I mean, there's there's so much going on. I think you know, I look at your I look at your book, and it's the common sense stuff. More millennials died in 2021 than American soldiers were killed in the Vietnam War. That's kind of yeah. like what I'm talking. That's yeah. kind of like what I'm talking about with the fentanyl thing. Yeah, it, we're, it's 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 multiple fronts: Fent fentanyl, jabs, uh, nutrition. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, the prescription antidepressants, which we know don't work, you know that you could make you could you could make a case that a lot of the mass shootings we've had, most of the people are on antidepressants that do these. Um, it's a disaster all around. And to your point about the border, here's something I want to make clear to people: we put out a economic, we do economic research. We analyzed uh, what happened since the Great Financial Crisis, and the, you know the debt to GDP has gone from 60% in 2009. To 120 percent. So the government has gotten bigger and took power uh, since the Great Financial Crisis. A lot of people think Wall Street took over the government. No, no, no. The government took over Wall Street. That that that's a fact. And uh, basically, the growth in the federal deficit has been tremendous, and we, and it's becoming increasingly bigger part of our GDP after COVID. The uh, we registered 43 percent of our GDP was government spending. Okay, that's from 15% in, in the 50s. So this is where we are, and it gets even worse. We, we analyzed that since the great financial crisis, total public debt, including state and local and the federal, 33% of total public debt was state and local. S since 2009, as of today, 90% of public debt is federal and 10% is state and local. Why did that occur? Because 40% of the budgets of all the states, approximately, on average, is now federal dollars. So right. they've given up their sovereignty. They've given up right. their power. And if you're wondering why Governor Abbott just doesn't do what you need, all he needed to do, if he didn't rely on the money from the government, he would have sent the National Guard down there, and this would have been over in two seconds. Amen. He Amen. can't because 40% of his budget comes from them. So he does a lot of lip service. 
but his hands right. are tied. Same thing in Arizona. Same thing uh, the whole but the whole border. Um, but Abbott is in, Abbott in particular. He he exposes himself to be called a hypocrite because he he makes noise as if he is doing something really serious about it when he really can't or or won't. Right, won't is right. A better word. Right, but, right. Um, we call it the great federal centralization, and the states. A lot of the states are hostage, and that's why the COVID policies were. Uh, basically implemented by the states because they had a gun to their head. We'll take your right. dollars away. Right. So, so we've talked a lot about the problem, and there are no doubts. You know, an enormous number of problems. I always compare it to being in the center of a spider web, and all these webs are all the issues and all the attacks coming at us, both to our individual liberty and freedom, and to you know our 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 pocketbooks, our privacy, whatever you know. Pick your issue, right? I mean, it's the government's becoming more and more invasive and more and more controlling. And, um, you know, those of us out here that are raising our voice to it are frequently silenced or harassed and, uh, you know, those sorts of things. So, so what, on the positive side of things, what is the American, average American citizen able to do, in your opinion, to, to fight back against this issue specifically, the, uh, the, the jab and uh, what might be coming in the future under emergency declarations. Yeah, non massive non-compliance because the system doesn't have enough enforcement if there's massive non-compliance. And we saw that recently when they tried to re-implement mass mandates in, in certain colleges and hospital systems recently and people just didn't comply. So these, uh, these mandates were then dropped. They just they, they, they don't have enough people. It requires willingness on the part of the U.S. citizen to be a sheep. And the less sheep we create, we can break this. So the more people who wake up, the more we share this information, the more we make people aware they've been poisoned, who, who are maybe not aware, the more that we're going to win. And also the central bank digital currency that's coming, you have to continue to use cash whenever you can and fight yes. and fight this doing everything on your phone nonsense. I use cash as much as I can. If, so, if somebody, I bet, you know, I'm in, on Maui, there's still a lot of, no one here does not take cash, but I went to LA and there was a coffee shop that wouldn't take cash. So I said, see you later. You know, yeah, I right. mean, it, yeah. I, I, don't play, I don't play that game. Right. I'd love to have you back on just to talk about Maui because there's a lot of discussion about what really happened there as well. But, um, Go ahead if you want to say something about that. Yeah, look, it was a natural. I I seen all of the, the my friends who lived over there with the videos of the wind. The wind was real. Uh, mm -hmm. There was there was definitely Lahaina was an old uh, beach town made of wood, and people mm -hmm. for years have been saying, "Boy, if there's ever a fire, it's going to go up like a tinderbox." So I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just know that the response to what happened was a, um, a local government failure. But what I can mm -hmm. tell you for sure is, will they try to steal the land, meaning developers and the state? Absolutely. Of course they will. Of yeah, course of course they will. So, so I, I've been focusing people here on Maui. Forget trying to figure out what it happened. We'll never get to the. Don't waste your energy. Waste your energy or put your energy to good use on preventing land grab, and that's more important than. You know, were there DEWs? I don't know. And got to have both. I mean, you got to have accountability is at the same time, and there are some things obviously that can be done better. Yeah, you know? well, well, I, uh, I would focus on accountability of the utility company, the local politicians, the response, yeah, and mm -hmm. all that. 
trying to figure out if there's a DEW is not going to get anybody in trouble. What, what you can focus on is uh, helping the people in Lahaina uh, and also um, making sure that they have lawyers and th that they're united. And that's, that's the battle. The battle is for the land now. Right. Right. And yeah, you look at this country and you look at some states like Utah, you know, I think uh, might not, might not be Utah, but I know that one state is like 80% federal land, right? It's absolutely right. insane. Um, so I, think, I just I want to give you the Nevada is like that too, I think. Yeah, probably, probably Idaho. I mean, a lot of the, uh, uh, a lot of the states, uh, Wyoming is probably up there. Got Yellowstone there. Um, which takes up the whole would be the northwestern corner, right, of the yep. state. But um, uh, so we're running out of time. I just wanted to have you uh, let people know where they can go get your book. I see it's on Amazon. You have the website. Uh, they lied. People died. Is there another site or other um, other ways yeah. people can follow you, Ed? Yeah. So the, the site with all our ongoing research is at our company website, financetechnologies.com, spelled with the PH instead of an F. It's under the Humanity Project. We have literally report after report after report. And if you spend any time on our website and have any doubts that something weird's going on and it's probably the vaccine, you will come away feeling, uh, well, these guys may be onto something. And if you're already a believer, you can refer people who don't believe to this website. I'm on Twitter at Dowd Edward, D-O-W-D Edward, drops stuff there constantly, and Getter at Edward Dowd. All right, awesome. Well, thank you for what you do and for bringing information to people that's critically important and uh, and convincing. And we need more of that. We need more people out in the public just doing the work that the media refuses to do. So thanks for that. Thanks for being on the show. You are always welcome back if you want to talk about, you know, I don't know if you plan on writing another book. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that or whatever you want to talk about. So anybody that's on my show, whether they like it or not, they're my friend. So you can call me for anything. You can, um, you know, ask if I can help you out, promote anything. I'm here for you. Okay. So, um, God bless you for doing what you're doing. I appreciate you. And thank you so much. You bet. We'll talk. All right. That was my interview with that Dowd. Uh, great guy. I really enjoyed that. Tomorrow I have a very special guest who I've interviewed before. I worked with him on breaking the oath. Uh, Scott Shera is going to be on, and we're going to talk about the latest in his legal case his family is fighting, and much more. So please tune in tomorrow, and uh, until then, have a wonderful day. We'll see you then.